Welcome to the Northern Glow Podcast. My name is Erin, and I'm an educator, heirloom seed saver, and doula. Join me as I explore the world of plant lore, gardening, homesteading, and slow living from my home in beautiful southwest Saskatchewan, Canada. Here on the podcast, I share homestead stories, slow living topics, and gardening magic. So please join me today as we traverse this wonderful journey of sustainable living together. Hello and welcome to the Northern Grower podcast. I hope this podcast finds you well today. I know I myself am starting to feel a cold coming on, definitely kind of feeling congested in my sinuses and hopefully trying to not sound too like nasally here on the show. Um, I'm drinking all of the tea to try to get better. Um, But you know, as I was recording and writing this, we have had a, uh, been, we've been hit by a good snowfall, like some areas where I'm from even had blizzard warnings, and so I've just been feeling like all of the cozy home vibes today. I did make a sourdough pizza, we went for a snowy walk, because who doesn't like to at least go and play in the deep snow, and it's so fluffy and fun, and most of this winter, we've kind of just had like the other kind of snow that's hard and icy and... I honestly welcomed just some really good deep powder today, so I was really grateful for that. And in terms of podcasting, I have been really exploring um, the intersection of folklore and gardening and how these principles and ideas can be used in practice in our contemporary gardens and lifestyles today. And so I thought that would lead me into exploring moon gardening or gardening by the moon cycles. Now, often I do get asked about this topic on my social media and, you know, people will ask if I grow or follow the style of planting and gardening. And, you know, admittedly, I do not. When I started gardening, I basically followed a given schedule. I think it was a guide put out by a local greenhouse and it was for growing in our area and I found it to work for us. So I had never thought about changing it up. Um, But I have heard of following moon cycles for gardening and it has piqued my curiosity. So if you do garden by the moon and it's very successful for you, like definitely reach out to me and let me know. I think the part is when you get kind of stuck in your routine of what works for your garden and you know what to plant when, it can be a little bit daunting to then change that up because you know what works, you know what is successful and trying to throw anything new into The mix there seems a little bit scary, but I'm definitely interested in it. So if you have had success with this, definitely uh, let me know. Let me know how it went for you. And today we'll take a look at the what, the why, the how of moon gardening. And I do hope you find this topic interesting. I hope you come in with an open mind, ready to explore some gardening history and folklore today. So for those of us who do not know, moon gardening is essentially you're planting according to the moon phases. And the idea behind this was that planting at specific moon times will help increase productivity in the garden. And this is this comes from the idea that the moon has an effect on um, on the tides. And so the moon has an effect on the tides, right, on the earth. And then the idea was that it would then also affect other bodies of water on earth. And so the moon does exert a gravitational pull on Earth and this causes the 
Earth's oceans to bulge. It's called the tidal force. But essentially, it makes the water bulge on the cyclosystem furthest from the moon. And, you know, and then that causes the tidal forces. Um, so in a nutshell, that's a very basic explanation. Um, but this is where the idea of moon gardening came from. That is, the moon affects Earth's oceans. It could affect water on Earth and moisture that's in the soil. And it has an effect on that, too. And so just as tidal force is greater during new or full moon phases, the moisture in the soil would also therefore kind of move up and bulge up, um, creating a better environment for seeds and therefore increasing germination rates. Moon or lunar phase gardening also takes into account that various gardening activities should take place during certain moon phases. And so the moon has a waxing phase and a waning phase. And the waxing phase is the cycle of the new moon changing to full, which means the visible moon is getting bigger. And a waning moon is changing from full, and it is the phase where the visible moon is getting smaller. The waxing phase is a time to sow plants that will bear fruit above ground. And the waning phase is typically seen as the best time to plant root vegetables that grow down under the ground. But where did this idea even start? Like, when did moon phase gardening even become an idea in human history? And it's thought that it might actually be a very ancient practice, harking back to days when agriculture was first adopted and explored. Of course, it wasn't really like one jump, right? It kind of um, would have happened in little drips and drabs. But ancient cultures, lives and activities often revolved heavily around the lunar calendar and celestial bodies and what was going on there. And so, you know, why not if, you know, so much of people's lives were dictated by what was going on in the skies, it would make sense that they may have then also planted and sown and harvested and all of this stuff by what was going on in the skies as well. But we do see it recorded, this idea of moon phase gardening recorded in history um, by Pliny the Elder, in his book, The Natural History, he referred often to planting by lunar phases. Then in later times, in the 1920s, Rudolf Steiner, who was an Austrian philosopher, he was also considered kind of an eccentric, I will say, by um, some people. Um, but you may have heard of him. He's from the Waldorf schools, if you're familiar with those. But they employ some of Steiner's philosophical concepts into their education programming. Um, and he did bring about some ideas about agriculture and gardening that we now call biodynamics to the forefront. Some I was reading about him, some people do consider him to basically be one of the first people to publicly talk about the importance of organic gardening. Um, although it wasn't called that then, but he believed in gardening in a way that was very natural and very earth-centered and he believed in this whole earth-centered approach to growing food. He also believed cosmic forces or great spiritual things happened on earth during the full moon and so he did propose that planting by the moon may prove to be beneficial for your garden. Now there were people who dismissed Steiner right as an eccentric and they thought what he was talking about was a whole load of nonsense but he did have a very quite a large group of followers and they did also experiment with moon planting, even for years after his death. So right up until almost modern 
like very contemporary times here, people were experimenting with Steiner's ideas on gardening. And, you know, they did claim they got better results. They said that moon gardening did help their garden and they did see good results. However, currently science is still um, revealing a mixed bag for moon phase gardening, but uh, many experiments have taken place. And even the well-known gardener Charles Dowding, which I'm sure many of us have heard of, has experimented with moon phase gardening and did report mixed results. So you'll have to make of that what you will. If you do want to incorporate, you're thinking about ways of incorporating the moon because it's important to you or you'd like to just try it out for some ritual kind of spiritual practice, there are other ways to incorporate moon gardening into your garden without necessarily having to plant by a lunar calendar or anything like that. Um, One of the most popular methods is also moon water. And basically it's about integrating the power of the moon into gardening practices. And especially there's kind of been this resurgence of folk practices as well in contemporary times. And so lots of people will be out there kind of talking about moon water. And basically what you do is you, you're essentially leaving water out under the moon to receive and become charged with its energy. And typically you would leave it under the full moon as this is when it's, you know, it's believed to be more potent. But some folks will charge water under any moon. And for gardeners, if you wanted to try watering by moon water, you can simply leave a watering can under the full moon and then use it to water your plants by. Um, so it could be for house plants or plants in your garden, whatever you prefer. Some people be- even believe it's good practice to say a positive intention or affirmation when leaving the watering can out under the moon. And this whole ritual is suppo- is believed to embed intentions into your gardening practice, such as manifesting productivity or good germination rates. Um, so it is a practice that some people especially, uh, will do and they, you know, you're kind of bringing in that more holistic spiritual side into your gardening practices as well. Now, one of the better, in my opinion, the most commonly available modern resource that I think if you are interested in moon phase gardening is the Farmer's Almanac. I am familiar with its use in North America, but it does have calendars and will even note best days for um, gardening activities depending on the moon phases and the lunar phases. So definitely something to go and look into if that interests you. Um, And like I said, I just think it's, I'm going to say it's most commonly available because I even see the Pharma's Almanac on like um, store shelves in big grocery stores or drug stores here. And so I think it would be more easy to find and it's more affordable. Um, but of course, you can look around on the internet to find other resources. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely a good good starting point if that interests you to go and read about and take a look in there. And then you could plan ahead of time to see how you could incorporate that into your garden. And so according, so I'll give you some examples here of what you might find um, when it comes to moon phase gardening. So for example, according to age old lore, you should plant your annuals and plants that bear fruit and veggies above the ground during the waxing phase of the moon, because the lore states that the moon will be getting brighter each night. 
And so it encourages your plants to grow new leaves and stems because of this increase in brightness. And this extra moonlight uh, does apparently help with sap flow in plants. And so the idea is that the sap flow will be like drawn up. And so you get more energy focused towards leaves and stems. And then anything that needs good roots or grows below ground, like perennials or tubers, plant during the waning phase of the moon because they're right you're getting decreasing moonlight and so the idea is it will encourage good root growth below the ground and this is apparently because the sap flow um, will then start to be drawing down because of the the moonlight is decreasing the sap in plants is drawing down and so the energy will then become directed more towards root growth and so with that adage and that old age adage in mind, you can see why folks in the past and contemporary age would kind of follow moon phase gardening. Like, it, you know, you could see why it might have made sense to people, especially if um, you were also living in a way that was very centered around what was going on in the sky and celestial bodies. It kind of makes sense. Now, lastly, I did want to mention some people even grow moon gardens to honor the moon and its energy. In a moon garden, plants are not necessarily planted in moon phases, but rather you're planting specific plants that can be enjoyed in the twilight hours or night blooming plants. Basically, in the dark hours when the moon is bright, a moon garden is about planting specific plants with flowers or leaves that will reflect the light of the moon or it can be seen under the moonlight to kind of create this very serene and harmonious nighttime garden that could be enjoyed if you're sitting out there or walking through it. And one of the easiest ways to achieve this is to plant white flowers in a very large group. So then it kind of creates this better effect of the moonlight um, and seeing all these flowers under the moonlight. So some beautiful flowers for this can be yarrow, alisum, and daisies, their light flowers will look stunning in the moonlight and is a great way for you to enjoy your garden after dark. Also, fragrant flowers are quite commonly planted in moon gardens. Lilacs are, of course, very fragrant. Um, and so the idea is that you have this fragrant garden, you have these flowers that are, you know, they're bright under the moonlight and it is just a very kind of beautiful place to sit out in and enjoy the enjoy the light of the moon. So definitely some good ideas there if you were thinking about maybe incorporating some ways to honor the moon in your garden, but you weren't quite sure if you wanted to go into full on like moon phase planting and that type of thing. But whether you are a moon gardener or not, I do hope this podcast kind of took a brief look into moon gardening and what it is. And I hope it piqued some curiosity on this age old practice. And while the science may be mixed, you do have to make the decision for yourself whether gardening by the moon is for you or not and see what works best in your garden. If it isn't feasible, there are still other options, right, to enjoy the moon and bring it into your growing habits. So using moon water on your potted plants or simply growing flowers that will bloom brilliantly under the moonlight. The moon has been, you know, it's such an admired, adored and awe-inspiring celestial body for eons. And I just think I love that it still draws our attention and can be meaningful for humans today and is a wonderful, wonderful way for us modern folks to embed some folklore and magic into our daily practices.
And so I hope it's given you just something to think about. Um, if you do moon phase gardening, let me know if you do find that it works for you, if you enjoy it. Um, as always, I hope you can find some growing inspiration and a little gardening magic today. I appreciate you for being here and listening to the show as always. I really hope you have a wonderful season of growing. If you want to get in touch, please email the show at the Northern Grower Podcast at gmail.com. I will link any relevant notes and uh, links in the show notes. And thank you for being here.